But, you know, I've been thinking about the God we serve and just how great he really is. I, I wrote down some things. I was sitting in the office the other day, and I thought, that sounds good. Oh, I wrote it down. Boy, that sounds good, too. I wrote that down. And after three things I had wrote down, I thought, this could be a sermon. So I wrote some more stuff down. But I want you to take your Bible and turn to the book of Philippians and chapter 2. The book of Philippians and chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2 is a statement about Jesus Christ that's truly awesome. And it says there in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, made in the likeness of men, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God hath highly exalted him, given him a name of which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Kind of goes along with the song that Peter just sung, To God Be the Glory. You know, when you stop and think about all the things in the world, I like to be creative at times. You know, to come up with something nobody ever thought of. I hadn't done it yet, but I'm, I'm, I'm still working on it. They said there's nothing new under the sun, so I didn't want to waste my life trying to be an original when there's nothing new under the sun. But everybody likes to be a little creative. You know, do something different. Do your own thing. I think it's great that somebody comes along and creates, I guess, I don't know if it was Al Gore or not, the Internet. <laughs> he says he did. But look how many people are using this thing. There was a time when I had no desire to touch a computer. I knew that's the monster, the beast that he's talking about in the book of Revelation. So therefore, I'm never going to touch a computer. And then I came to the conclusion, it's just a machine. But I can't believe how somebody could think of how it can work so fast. And now it's developed until you got a cell phone, and you can see somebody on it, talk to them, send pictures that quick, and they can talk about doing billions of things in a second. They had this stupid little machine that was moving in front of a, a big old airplane, and it was talking about how fast it can, you know, think. I thought, my stars, this is scary, what man can do, what he's come up with. And all the ideas, just think what it would have been like to have a, you know, a Lamborghini 2,000 years ago. But you're the only one that had one. Wouldn't that have been neat? Because you wouldn't have no gas. 
to realize the telephones and the television and the telewoman. Um, they used to call it Telstar, remember that? But really, a lot of people have come up with a lot of things. But I want you to understand this. Nobody has ever come up with what God came up with. Look what he created. In the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verse 1 says, In the beginning, look what I did. God created the heavens. Okay, how's man doing compared to that? And the earth. Look at the earth. Look at this world in which we live. I thought it was interesting the other day. I hadn't heard about it until Peter walked in my office and he says, Did you hear about the asteroid over Russia? I said, No, I hadn't heard anything about it. I guess the world could blow up and I wouldn't have a clue. But they were talking about, you know, signs in the sky. Well, the Bible talked about signs in the heavens and so forth. In the last days, there's going to be signs. I don't know what the signs are, all of them. Got a few ideas here and there. But, you know, man had no clue it was coming. They had no inkling. With all the technology, that rock missed, they, they, they missed that rock. But do you realize of all the things that man has done, they can't come close to what God has done. Now, I want you to think for a moment. When you look up here and you see this big old circle up here. But it's talking about in eternity past. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And they said, let us make man. Scientists can't make a man. God made a man. Man can't make the world. God made the world. Man can't create the heavens. God created the heavens. And man can't figure out how it got here without God. The Big Bang Theory. Oh, really? Did somebody record that for you? How do you know that's true? I would say, yeah, it was a Big Bang, all right. But God did it. God created the heavens and the earth. It is the greatest Thing ever created so far. Nobody has ever been able to top what God has done. I want you to have a great appreciation for God. Who He is, what He has done. There's nothing quite like God. Now, you know, there's a lot of people that claim to be able to see into the future. Now, Chances are, if I ask for a raise of hand, most of you in this room would raise your hand. You have sat at the table with somebody, and they say, let me see your palm. Oh, ooh, look at that line. You're going to get married, and he's going to be tall, dark, and ugly. <laughs> and, and look at this line right here. You're going to have four children, and they read your palm. And you're a fool for believing it. But everybody wants to know what's going to happen tomorrow. Am I going to get married? Am I going to have kids? I mean, when's my windfall? 
or some woman sitting in a dark room with this little round circle and looking into her crystal ball. And you're sitting there, what's going to happen? You fool. The Bible condemns that junk. And that's all it is. You'd be surprised how many of you every single day got to check your horoscope. You know, to see if this is a good day to do business. Or a good day to come out of the house. Or whether or not you know, the sky's going to fall. And so you check your horoscope. God condemns that. But everybody wants to know a little peek into the future. What's going to take place? Man's always trying to come up with something. Let's all sit around the table and join hands. We're going to conjure up Aunt Susie. Aunt Susie, ooh. Lights flash and all the things happening. And you fall for that junk. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. When you're dead, you're dead. And nobody is bringing you back. They're gone. The only thing you'll be experiencing is some old evil spirit that can imitate. God says in his word, leave it alone. It is an abomination unto God. But wouldn't it be something, if you really wanted to know something, you take the greatest revelation of all time to reveal things. Nobody has ever revealed anything greater than what God has revealed. Did you know from the very beginning, he talked about the Son of God coming in Genesis chapter 3, and it talked about the seed of the woman that's going to come and redeem mankind, a prophecy written in advance. Boy, ain't nobody got anything anywhere to compare with the revelation that God has given to mankind. Look in John chapter 21, the Gospel of John, and chapter 21. Even when Jesus Christ came into this world, He did so many things. Yes, He walked on the water, turned water into wine, raised the dead, made the blind to see, the deaf to hear, dumb to speak. I mean, when you get right down to it, he, he, he could do just about anything. And the Bible makes this statement in the book of John, chapter 21. Look in verse 25. And there are also many other things which Jesus did, the which, if they should be written... Every one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. Did you know I have got thousands of books? Before I even went on the road, I gave away over a thousand books. Hank Lindstrom had a huge library of books. You realize how many books have been written about the book? God wrote a book 
man has wrote thousands and thousands of books trying to explain the book. This is the greatest revelation ever given to man, the Bible, where God reveals who He is and who you are, where you came from, what you're doing, where you're going. There is no book like this book. Just like when God created the heavens and the earth, nobody has ever been able to accomplish anything bigger and greater. When God gave us this book, no man has ever come along and wrote something bigger and better than what God has done, than the Bible we hold in our hands. This book reveals so much about God. And to think that when Jesus was here for just those few years, it says if everything that he did was recorded, the world couldn't hold all the books. Now, buddy, if they can write thousands and thousands and thousands of books because of just this one book, and yet look how much there is to know about the Son of God, we don't know. We weren't there, and we didn't see. There is so much that God has revealed, and He revealed in His Word about what was going to happen upon this earth. He prophesied, told in advance how He would come, that He would be born of a virgin. He was. You weren't. You couldn't determine how you were born. You had nothing to do with it. You might have improved it if you could have. Wouldn't it have been something if God let us choose our parents? God said, I'm going to let you be born. Where would you like to be born? Hawaii. Okay, a little proud family. You're going to be born in Siberia. But did you know that God has revealed so many things about what's going to happen in the future? That's in the Bible. And there's never been another book written by any man that can tell us what's going to happen better than what God already has told us. It is the greatest revelation of all time. There's nothing quite like it. Let me tell you this. Let's just pretend for a moment. Jesus was just a man. Let's take away his divinity and say he was just a man. If he was just a man, do you realize there's nobody who had a more humble beginning than what he had? I was listening the other day to the president's address, State of the Union. I don't think he knows the State of the Union. I really don't. I don't think he knows what's going on. Or he's so smart he knows what he's doing and he doesn't care. But Marco Rubio came on afterwards, and he talked about his humble beginnings, about his mom and his dad not having anything, talked about being poor, and how he relates with so many people. But I guess I could also tell my story. But did you know there's no story quite like the Son of God's? When Jesus was born... Jesus was born in a stable, placed in a manger, 
with the animals. I guess the environmentalists would have had a problem with, you know, the EPA. You know, this isn't sanitary. But just like when you look at the Bible, and some people look at what Marco Rubio said, forget about what he says. He drank a swallow of water. That makes the news. Do you know, that tells you where people are. It says more about their foolishness, stupidity, than the content of what Marco Rubio had to say. Some things like that burn me, as you know, if you listen long enough. But I do listen. I have a clue what's going on in the world. Not everything. I don't need to. I know the book. I know how it's going to end up. But I do want you to understand this. The greatest man that ever lived was Jesus. Stop and think for a moment. Of all the people in all the world, more people have heard the name Jesus than any other name. Whether for him or against him, they've heard of him. He's the most famous person that's ever been. 2,000 years, all the people and all these generations. Think of how many people have heard of Jesus. How many have heard about you? How many people know who Yankee is? But people have heard of Jesus for or against him. It doesn't matter if you're talking about Mother Teresa. She's not my mom. But you talk about her. How good she was. Yeah, but why? Because of Jesus. I don't know if she ever trusted him as a savior or not. But Jesus makes a difference. The Pope. Anybody ever heard of the Pope? What's he doing and why is he doing it? Because he talked about Jesus. He's supposed to be doing all that in the Catholic Church because of Jesus. Well, what about the Mormons? Because of Jesus. Jehovah's Witnesses? Because of Jesus. Well, Jehovah to them. But you think about all the people. Everybody talks about Jesus. Good or bad. And yet when you talk about love and peace, you talk about Jesus. You know, there's never been anybody ever born quite like this man. And if he was just a man, look what they say about him. These men in the Bible who lived with him for three years were willing to die after he was dead. And they all gave testimony. They saw him alive after his resurrection. What it did to them. They were willing to die for that dead man. If he was just a man. And look how many churches have been started. Because he said, Jesus said, upon this rock I will build my church. He started it. This church today is here because of a man who lived 2,000 years ago. He had a ministry that lasted about three years, maybe three and a half years. Look how many churches there are all over the world, good and bad. But look how many of them there are. What other man, human man, has ever impacted the world like this man did? 
He was the greatest man who ever lived. Nobody has ever accomplished what that man did. Hitler has come and gone, but what about the 2,000 years before Hitler? Everybody thinks Obama is the Savior, even says so in Time magazine. The Savior. Uh Uh-uh. He's not the Savior. He's just a man. But look at the great things that Jesus has done and what he instilled. And yet he never, when he was upon the earth in a human body, he never wrote a book. Never traveled outside the state, outside the country of Israel. But look what's happened. What a man. Did you know, and I want you to take your Bible and look there in the book of Hebrews in chapter 9. Hebrews in chapter 9. Hebrews chapter 9 because... I know that I have in my life, there's been times when I have made a sacrifice. You know, I gave up something for somebody else. I needed money at times, and I've given it away. I have. I've, I've done that. I, you probably have done the same thing. You probably have sacrificed a few things, you know, for your kids. You sacrificed for your parents, or they sacrificed for you. Think of the greatest human sacrifice you can ever think of where anybody has done anything for somebody else. They just awarded someone with the highest medal that we can give in America because of what a young military man did and how that he was able to avoid being killed and under a gunfire and what he accomplished, and he was so honored. The sacrifice. And then, I don't know if you've ever seen any of the commercials about the Wounded Warrior Project. And they have guys on there, sometimes some of the women, and their limbs are missing, or sometimes they're, they're messed up, and they're needing help. And these that have sacrificed so much for our freedom. And we talk about all these that have given up so much to sacrifice for us. But there has never been any sacrifice of any man greater than the sacrifice of this man. Look what he says here in Hebrews in chapter 9, verse 23. It was therefore necessary that the pattern of things in the heavens should be purified with these. But the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than the better sacrifices. Now, I'm talking about the greatest sacrifice that's ever been known to man. You may have sacrificed a lot of stuff. You've never sacrificed what this man sacrificed. Your sacrifice has never accomplished what this man sacrificed did. But he says in verse 24, For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the true but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God. And you ought to underline those two little words. For us. He is there for us. But when he went there, he had to take his blood. 
He shed his blood. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remissions of sin, which is mentioned in verse 22 of the same chapter. You ought to get a chance to read the ninth chapter of the book of Hebrews. Then in verse 25, he makes this statement. Nor yet that he should offer himself. That's a sacrifice. He offered himself as a sacrifice, a better sacrifice. And there has never been another sacrifice that can equal this sacrifice. This was the greatest sacrifice of all time. Nobody has ever been able to do anything better. The world that God made, nobody's done it any better. The revelation of the Word of God, nobody can come close in second. There is nothing else. Nothing can compare. Nobody, no man can compare to the Son of God. Even as a man, no person can even come close. And yet the Bible talks about he is the great sacrifice, the better sacrifice. And it says this in verse 25, Nor yet that he should offer himself often as the high priest entered into the holy place every year with the blood of others. Oh, that's what the high priest did. But in verse 26, For then must he often have suffered, suffered, you see, when he came the first time into this world, he came for one reason. He came to suffer. This is why he came. He came to suffer in order to pay for our sins. The greatest sacrifice of all times. Nothing will ever compare to it. And he says this in verse 26. For then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now once in the end of the world hath he appeared to put away sin by the, and you ought to underline this in your Bible, the sacrifice of himself. He sacrificed himself. God in the flesh came into this world and made a payment on the cross for all the sins of all the world. There's never been a greater sacrifice that accomplishes so much. In 1 John chapter 2 and verse 2, it talks about he is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Nobody in this world has ever died for the whole world. You may die for your family, and your family may have been in the military and they died for their country, but no man has ever died for the world. And every person that's ever lived in the world there's nobody quite like the one we know and the one we love and the one we serve. Nobody comes close. Nobody quite like him. 